Hello, friends. This is your friend Kent C. Dodds, and I'm joined by my friend Tiger Abrody. Is that how you say your last name, Tiger? Yes, Tiger Abrody. Abrody. Okay, cool. Thanks, Tiger. Um, say hi, Tiger. Hi. <laughs> so I, I did ask you to say hi, Tiger, but that's okay. Um, so, Tiger, I'm, I'm excited to have you on um, uh, to, to chat with you about um, actually various things. I, wanna, I won't get into that right now. I want our uh, folks to get to know you. But I met you through the KCED community on Discord. I, I think that's where we first interacted. We may have interacted on Twitter a little bit before. Um, but uh, yeah, when I started the Discord community, you very quickly uh, became one of, uh, in fact, you were until recently, we when we I reset all the the reputation levels. You were number one in reputation on the the KCD community on Discord. Um, You're very active, um, a really positive influence in the community. In fact, I think a lot of what the community is today is because of your influence early on, especially. Um, so I really am grateful to you for that. Um, just very positive. Um, uplifting and uh, yeah, an enthusiastic influence on the community. So thank you for that. Um, and, and you continue to be. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'd love for the audience to get to know you a little bit. Could you give us an intro to yourself? You can be as personal or professional as you want anywhere on that spectrum. Uh, I'd love to get to know you a bit. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm Tiger Brody, um, 20 years old, a software developer based in Germany. Um, in my spare time, I enjoy watching anime. Um, I also love doing sports. Um, yeah, and also love coding a lot in my spare time as well. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. You know, um, that is definitely a defining characteristic of you is is your love for Naruto. Um, and yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> um, when I was a teenager, I was really into Naruto. I I think I got about 250 episodes in, uh, so pretty far along um, through all of that. And, and then I, I haven't watched anything ever since, uh, or much ever since. But uh, one it is a lot thing, of episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a long series. And it's very interesting. It's an entertaining show for sure. Um, one thing that's always kind of confused me is um, I, I had friends who were into that, and, and they're, they're the ones who introduced me. Um, and they always pronounced it anime uh, because that's how it's pronounced in Japanese, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. But everybody else calls it anime. And I have mm. always been confused mm. by that. It's like, am I just crazy? Or like, what? Uh, why do we all say anime instead of the correct anime, like the way that uh, Japanese pronounce it? I have actually no idea. I, I, I've always said anime. Uh, it's... Uh... Kind of weird. I've actually never heard anime before, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think many people refer to it that way. But my friends were uh, like they knew Japanese and, and everything. They were really, really into that culture. And so they always called it anime. And, and that was how I was introduced um, uh, to the um, uh, genre. And so it was always uh, like I was confused when people started saying anime. But anyway, um, now I have to say anime. Otherwise, people will look at me funny. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> So anyway, it's, uh, yeah, just a, a pleasure to chat with you. Like I said, you've just been such a positive influence in the community. So when I was planning season four, I, you were one of the first people that I thought about um, just because I really uh, thought it would be a pleasure to have you on the show. And you mentioned earlier that you're, um, you're 20 years old. So you, you've kind of just started the uh, in the software development industry as like a, a paid person. I'd like to get an idea of how you got into software in the first place, though. Can you uh, kind of give us a, an intro to yourself there? 
Oh, yeah, sure. It's, um, it's, it's, a, it's a long story. It started way back when I was 15 because I moved from Sweden to Germany at the age of 14. And I've always, back then, I always had in my mind, you know, what, what do I want to become? Um, so, you know, programming was one of the things. And I initially actually wanted to uh, become a game developer, but that didn't, that didn't go well. Uh, and, I uh, and I eventually found my way into web development. Um, and as time passed, I I kind of I lost two school years when I was in high school because I had to learn German as I moved from Sweden to Germany. So for me, I always wanted to find, find something that could make me, um, you know, start working right away without having to study uh, at university or maybe even finish high school. So um, I, I continued the path of web development and eventually, you know, I just took it very seriously and became very committed to it, um, started applying for jobs and um, eventually landed a job as a software developer. And then after that, that's when I um, dropped out of high school and landed a job as a software developer last year. Um, and I've been working now for about eight months. That's like a high level, that's like a, yeah. a, a, a um, high level view of uh, this whole journey. It, it's it's kind of more detailed, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm sure there's there's plenty of nuance and, and maybe we'll get into some of that through our conversation. So would you say that your journey into software um, had like, well, let me back up. What what were some of the biggest challenges that you had in getting into the software industry, uh, like with your unique path into it? I think the hardest thing is um, from learning to actually landing a job as a developer. So for me personally, I was just in a tutorial help for like two years. So tutorial help means, you know, you're just doing tutorials after tutorials. And then after those two years, I sort of called myself a full stack developer, but I couldn't build anything. Mm. <laughs> it's just, it was just crazy. Um, so I, I actually went back and relearned most of the stuff that I, that I had already done tutorials in. Um, and that's uh, when I realized, okay, you know, you really need to build stuff to actually learn them. Um, so that's what I did as well. And I also noticed uh, that if you mm. want to land a job as a developer, you have to build stuff and put them, you know, build projects and then put them on your portfolio so people can see what you actually built. Because just doing a course and perhaps getting some certificate, you know, it's, uh, um, you know, a lot of people can fake those certificates. And that's why, um, mm. and, and that's why it's, it's so important also to, build stuff yourself yeah so w would you say that um the tutorial like the time that you spent in the tutorial space was that at all helpful like should you have just thrown away all the tutorials and just been 100 percent building stuff or is there a good mix with like the instructional material supplemented also by building your own stuff oh yeah for sure i think i think you can do like one tutorial and then build stuff so what I found for myself that you know recently worked and in the past a year or so would be to spend most of your time building stuff and uh, less of the time doing tutorials. Because uh, when you're actually building stuff, that's when you're doing the mistakes, that's when you're failing. So you, that, that's when you're actually learning and growing. Um, so that's why um, my focus, if, if I could go back, I would rather do a tutorial but not, uh, maybe right in the beginning, maybe I would do a, a tutorial completely and then build stuff. 
um, but most of the time would have been spent into the into the building part. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's that's key. And um, when you focus so much on tutorials, you're really putting your growth in the hands of somebody else. Uh, and that is <laughs> like whoever wrote the tutorial. It's a, and so that means you're at the uh, mercy of how skilled they are as a an educator. And um, sometimes you'll you'll get lucky, and maybe you'll get an epic react. <laughs> Just kidding, to, tooting my own horn, horn there. But um, but other times, um, e even with epic react, it's the same. Um, I I do try to make sure people are at the keyboard the whole time and everything uh, as, as much as possible, so that they're experiencing things. I don't teach, you know. I I uh, have you work through things first, so you can make all those mistakes, and then I teach you that. Um, so I I've thought about this a great deal um, and try to incorporate that idea in my own teaching. But even with Epic React, I think building your own stuff is really critical um, to uh, to your personal growth. Would you say that if you had done that, you would have been able to uh, to get into the software industry faster and, and maybe had a like easier time getting into the uh, tech world? Give me spending most of the time building instead of doing yeah tutorials. yeah if, if you'd had a better balance of you know rather than the two years of being in tutorials all the time if you'd had a better balance of actually building stuff do you think you would have gotten into things faster yeah definitely definitely i think um as mentioned i, I went back and started relearning stuff you know when even to html and css i went back and started building stuff with that already um so uh, definitely would have um i think by maybe double the time, um, hmm. I would say even um, it, uh, I would have landed. Um, I, I would have learned much faster, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I uh, one thing that uh, people ask me often is like, how do you, uh, how how are you so productive? How do you learn quickly? And uh, something that I, I tell them is that like we're all given the same amount of time. It's not like any of us has like extra time on our hands. Um, and and we're all trying to invest in our own growth, but there are things that you can do to increase the impact of your investment of time so that you get a bigger return on your investment of time. What are some of the things that you do to get a bit like, and, and you know maybe some of the things that you maybe should have done or some of the things that you're doing now uh, that are different that uh, have given you the biggest, uh, most valuable invest return on the investment of time? So I think um, when it comes to learning and when it comes to becoming good at any skill in life, it would be uh, to build habits. Because um, if, if let's say you you're, you build you build a daily habit where you are, you know, doing something focused. Um, it, does, it doesn't have to be programming, but uh, um, it, it can be any skill. But you're focusing on just learning and practicing that skill. Um, on a daily basis for a certain period of time, let's say an hour, two hours, maybe three hours a day. Uh, after months and years, after after as time passes, you will become very good at that skill. So that would be um, that would be my advice to people to build a daily habit where they are doing something um, regularly and. Uh, um, as time passes, you, you will get much better at it. It sounds like that takes a lot of discipline, like your self-will or, or you know, how, how do you develop? Uh, so I think we all have habits. Um, I think most of our habits 
are accidental. <laughs> we just like kind of fell into this and, and mm -hmm. they may be good, they may be bad, but in, in either case, we weren't intentional about our habits. Do you have any suggestions on um, ways to, well, I guess this is a two-part question. First, I'm, I'm curious how you identify good habits um, that, that you want to develop. And then second, how do you develop those habits? So on, on the first one, how do you identify good habits for you to, that you want to develop? Mm, good habits. <laughs> um, it, it's, uh, it's a tough question to, question to ask you, but I would say um, I'll look at um, what am I doing? And as time passes, what do I win? out of, um, you know, because uh, when we talk about habits specifically, uh, we want to do something regularly in order to win um, in the long term. So, um, and, and to answer this question um, as a whole, that, uh, that would be when you start building a habit, when you start doing something on a daily basis, let's say, or on a weekly basis, um, start, start doing it small, you know, start, don't try to code for six or seven hours a day, uh, rather try to um, start with 30 minutes a day, maybe an hour a day. And as the weeks pass, you can increase that time. Um, that, that, would be, that, that would be my advice. Yeah, so like uh, as for getting into a new habit, um, starting with something that uh, is accomplishable. I, I, I Sometimes you start habits that uh, you can never find success and, and it mm -hmm. um, makes you sad. And, and so you give up on them. Um, but yeah, starting with something that you can accomplish and, and do on a regular basis. How do you, how do you develop the motivation do, to keep? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry to add on that, um, that. That's why I think it's so important to track your progress because it's something that I recently started doing as well, or in, in, in the last year, so to speak, uh, because if you're not tracking your progress, you know, I, I personally enjoy having doing a self-reflection every uh, self-reflection and self-analysis every uh, every Sunday. Um, and especially if you're not tracking your progress, you can eventually become uh, in this delusion that you're actually not accomplishing anything and then mm. you give up. So that that's something that's happened for me. And that's why I believe, uh, you know, tracking your progress, even on a daily basis, I would say it's, it's very important, you know, to understand that you're moving forward. Uh, because if you're making progress, the key is patience. If you're making progress, it's all about being patient uh, to actually accomplish your end goals. Uh, and that's why I believe tra uh, track, uh, you know, building habits, staying consistent, and then tracking your progress on a regular basis, whether that be daily or weekly, uh, and just making sure that you move forward. Uh, that's the key to make progress. Yeah, you know, you made me think of a, a quote that I just looked up and I didn't realize this is called Pearson's Law. I didn't realize this was a, a law, but the, um, it's, the, the quote is, when performance is measured, performance improves. When performance is measured and reported back, the rate of improvement accelerates. Uh, and so um, actually, if years ago, I was serving a mission for my church. And um, this is one of the things, like this was actually a quote that we talked about a fair bit. Um, where um, we constantly are reporting on on our, you know, we had these key indicators and, and we um, every lesson you would think about, okay, so how did that lesson go? How could it be improved and, and everything? Um, and uh, yeah, I found that when you um, are self-aware and you um, kind of have that, that self-reflection, that your ability to improve just grows a, a great deal. And I like the the angle that you come at that tiger where it's like um 
useful to uh, to self-assess your um, yourself um, to as a mechanism for saying, hey, you actually are accomplishing stuff. Good job, you. Mm. Um, and then also like finding areas of uh, further improvement as well. And so, yeah, that takes a, a great deal of self-awareness. Um, how is like when I think about doing that, because I, I don't uh, I don't do that right now. I, I don't like mm -hmm. think about, um, you know, have a weekly self-assessment or anything. <laughs> uh, and, and so when I think about um, doing something like that, my first thought is I would very easily just um, or it would be very hard for me to stay motivated to actually do that and, and sit down. What does that self-assessment look like uh, for you? Like, what, what do you actually do? Do you write things down? Do you have post-it notes or whatever? And, and how do you stay motivated to, uh, to do that each week? I think um, what motivates me the most is, uh, um, as mentioned, to understand uh, and make sure that uh, not just um, to understand that I'm making progress, because I think uh, when, you, when you have habits and when you're doing things on a regular basis, you're making progress, whether that be small steps or big steps. Um, but, but I think uh, um, what is more so important for me is... Uh, um, so, so when I do the self-assessment uh, or the self-analysis and reflections, um, what I do is just, I just sit down for 15, 20 minutes and look back in the, in the week, what, what have I done, what have I accomplished, even if it's small, um, small things like uh, I have read a few pages, etc. But these are, still pro these, these are still progress made. Um, so I just sit down 15, 20 minutes and look back at the past week, uh, what I've done. I don't really write things down. Uh, I, I really enjoy just thinking and ma making sure that I've done progress. If I haven't done progress that week, then it's more like, okay, what can I change to actually make progress? But that hasn't happened yet, luckily. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, that would be um, my first tip to um, just make sure that you're, you know, you're making progress um, and see what you can improve on the next week. Yeah. Uh, boy, that, that is very self-aware of you and, and you should be proud of yourself for, for that. that. I think that's just great. And I would encourage everybody to, to think about that. Um, w one habit that I've recently developed that is kind of related to this is um, my 2021 theme is planning. That was just, I decided that's, that's my word of the year is planning. And so I got this um, paper notepad and I carry this around with me and a pen. And at the beginning of every day, I just write down all the things that I want to accomplish that day. And then I cross mm -hmm. them off. And sometimes um, throughout the day, I'll write something down that I did and I'll cross it off. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, just as kind of like, a, I did this. And I found that um, at the end of the day, sometimes I don't feel like I get much accomplished. I, I like didn't do anything useful. Um, and then when I look at that list, I say, oh, no, actually, I did get quite a bit accomplished. So this is just like another example of um, how self-assessment can um, motivate and, and keep you feeling encouraged about yourself. And there have been many times throughout my day where I'll say, you know what, I am wasting my time on this YouTube video or something. I need mm -hmm. to get something done and I can just look at my list and I say, OK, I'm, I don't want to do that, but I'm going to so I can check it off. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's that's a habit that's helped me. Are there any specific habits that have really helped you um, for as like you're learning now? Now you're like a, a mm, you know mm. professional web developer and everything. Um, but especially as you were getting into the industry or anytime you're learning something new, 
what are some of the habits that you um, employ to um, make sure that you're growing as a developer efficiently? Ooh, that's also a, a bit of a broad question, but I would say um, even even when I'm in, when I start building a new habit, um, I always start small. Even when it comes to reading, right now I read about 30 minutes a day, sometimes even an hour a day. But before I used to start with five and even 10 minutes a day because I didn't like reading. So that, that was also one of the <laughs> things, uh, which is a great example. Or when I look back personally, I started small, but then I increased the time um, uh, on a weekly basis. I increased it by five minutes. Uh, and from there, um, yeah, it, it, it turned into a habit that I just did and it did. And, um, I've read a lot recently. It's been great. Cool. So, so reading, is there anything in particular that you're reading that has been helpful to you? Mm, I really enjoy reading technical books. You know, some people um, find, are very, are very um, critical about these books, um, but, but I try to be very open-minded and see, you know, what are the valuable lessons that I can learn from these technical books and where can I apply them into my not just when I'm working on my side projects, projects, but also in my day-to-day -day job. Yeah, I, I have um, admiration for technical books, but I have a really hard time um, reading uh, just in general. Like I, I fall asleep. When I was in uh, college, I would uh, take my textbook and I would walk around the um, on the inside, but around the perimeter of the library. And it was like mm -hmm. four floors. It was enormous library. And I would just walk and, and read as I walked, because if I didn't, I would fall asleep. I, I fell asleep reading <laughs> Harry Potter. You know, like I, I just I can't read. I don't do it. I, can, I don't read. So uh, mm. which is funny because I, I write a lot uh, with my blog mm -hmm. posts and stuff. Um, Eventually, I'll probably write a book, but yeah. So I, I struggle with uh, with reading. I, I do audiobooks quite a bit, but even then, I have to be engaged in some other activity, or I'll I'll get distracted easily. Um, but uh, yeah, so I admire people who are able to to read those books because this is definitely a character feeling of mine. Yeah, that was that was like me. That was also like me um, for me in the beginning. You know, I just don't like reading. You know, it's uh, it, it feels so boring for some reason. Um, but I think when you build a habit. Um, I remember this, um, Charles Duhigg describes the habit as something that takes little or no mental energy to um, to do. Um, so so that, um, I think that um, is also something that has to do with habits is that as time passes, things just become very easy to do because you're, you're accustomed to them, right? And that's why they become easy to, um, to, do, to complete. Yeah, you know, that makes me think of um, uh, this this last winter, um, I started getting back into um, s snow sports uh, in the mountains, so skiing and snowboarding. And um, I, I've, it's been like over a decade since the last time I, I did that, but I was pretty good at snowboarding, I, I thought. Um, and so I, I went a couple of times and I was like, you know what, I, I know that I'm doing things wrong. I, I would watch YouTube videos and, and stuff. And I'd see them do this stuff. And I'm like, I don't know how to do what they're doing. So I got a lesson. Um, and one of the uh, biggest frustrations for me from that lesson was I, I knew I was doing things wrong, but I didn't know how to do things the right way. And when they were teaching me, I had to totally forget everything that I'd done before 
and changed the way that I was doing things so that um, I, I could do it the right way. So, you know, we were doing dynamic skidded turns. Apparently, you can actually bend your snowboard, which was not a thing that I'd ever done before. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, so the turning starts from the, the feet on up uh, rather than like just shifting your body weight and stuff. So um, anyway, in, in the process of doing that, I, got, I became much worse at snowboarding uh, and it was re- quite frustrating um, because I, I felt like I was pretty OK. Uh, I just wanted to get a little better and I got much worse at, at first. But I, I trusted the process and I trusted my instructors. And um, the reason that I was much worse was because I was focusing so much mental energy on doing what my instructors told me to do. Um, and like you know, controlling my, my turns the, the right way. And eventually um, those, um, those things, as I, I focused that mental energy, I was able to um, uh, dedicate less mental energy to that activity because I got used to it and I became familiar and it just it turned into a habit. Uh, and so now I can snowboard and I just enjoy snowboarding. I don't think about how to mm-hmm. uh, turn the snowboard the, the right way and efficiently. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's kind of a, um, the more you do it, the easier it becomes sort of thing um, with, the, with habits. So whatever it is that people want to do, um, if it's hard at first, and maybe if you feel like you're worse, uh, and, and actually this would be like a, a, um, another good thing for me to do is like explore different languages. <laughs> like I, I want to stick in JavaScript, but it'd probably be good for me to, to uh, switch or not switch, but like experiment with other languages and, and I'm always afraid that uh, of doing that because I know that I will not be as productive um, but uh, you know habits can be built <laughs> so yeah and as you mentioned you know um, uh, um, you know when, when things are hard to do um, again you know always start small and then from there you can you know, people can increase um, because starting with something big is always pretty hard you know taking a big step in the beginning, uh, you know, uh, when we were babies, you know, we started with small steps before we could uh, um, run or um, walk very fast. So um, always start small and from there um, increase. That's 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 the best way to go, in my opinion. Mm, yeah, yeah, I think that's that's good advice. Uh, and another thing that you mentioned earlier was that you um, had to go back and relearn HTML and CSS and, and uh, kind of mm. the fundamentals of the web. And I think that's this is actually another kind of key takeaway is that um, often when we're getting started in software, we um, skip over the fundamentals accidentally. Um, mm. And the and in fact, I think it's a good thing um, because if we just said, okay, I've got to learn all the fundamentals first, it's too boring. It's just mm. you, you don't get to deliver anything. You don't see the practical application for what you're doing. At least that, I almost didn't go into software because uh, the edu- my education kind of pushed me into fundamentals first and I just could not see the practical application of what I was what I was doing. Um, it wasn't until I, I started building stuff that I was like, oh wow, software is actually really fun. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm curious what you have to say about um, like what where's the balance between I just want to go out and build something and ship something versus I need to like level up my skills and, and learn the fundamentals. Ooh, so this this again um learning fundamentals as you mentioned are boring but they're, they're you know they're very important uh, so i think uh, um it, when i look back in at my journey um when i went back and learned html and css again 
I actually started building building things right away. Um, so that would be my advice to people is to, when you're learning something new, let's say you're learning HTML and CSS, you, you wanna get into JavaScript, you know JavaScript exists, but you know you have to learn some HTML and CSS. Um, just start building things, you know, from the very beginning. Um, I think that's something I wish I'd done, um, then, you know, that, that would have improved um, my journey much more. Um, so when I went back and relearned the stuff, um, I actually just started building things with HTML and CSS because I knew some already since I'd done the tutorials, various tutorials. Um, so that would be my advice, you know, just build things from the very beginning and from there move on. You don't need to go very deep and understand, um, have a very deep understanding of the various technologies like HTML, CSS, uh, and all the different selectors. Um, but you should really focus on building things and as time passes, you can choose when you want to sort of deeper your understanding, I would say. Yeah, yeah, cool. That sounds great. Um, thank you for that, Tiger. This has been an awesome conversation, but the time is, is coming down to a close. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about that we didn't get a chance to? Ooh, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's been great. I think uh, one advice that I would give to people who have landed a job as a software developer and are working now, just started working as developers, uh, I think I would give them two advice. Um, the first one would be, don't be afraid of asking. <laughs> you know, always ask and be curious. And that will help you grow and learn a lot. Uh, and the second one would be to, what has helped me is to build, uh, continuously build things in your spare time but also build things with the technologies you use at work. Because oftentimes when you're working on a large project, you're using various libraries um, like Storybook or maybe some date library, etc. So just try to build things with what you're using at work um, in your spare time, because that's gonna help you, uh, or from my experience, that has helped me grow and learn exponentially. Yeah, that's the great advice. Um... Okay, so we do have homework for you all, uh, friends. So here is what we want you to do to improve yourselves. Um, so we want you to take 10 to 20 minutes to um, just sit back and do a little self-evaluation and assess how well you're doing in your per professional growth as a developer. And then um, once you've kind of thought about that, um, hopefully you have some ideas of, of ways you want to improve that and write down some specific habits that you can learn uh, to develop to grow more efficiently. Anything to add to that, Tiger? No, I think that's that's perfect. Awesome. Well, um, Tiger, it's been awesome to, to chat with you. Where's the best place for people to connect with you and, and keep up with what we're doing, what you are doing? I think Twitter, Twitter would be the best place uh, if people wanna reach out. I'm, all, I'm always around the corner to help others, um, you know, in even in, things like fitness and nutrition and not just programming, you know, I'm happy to help. Um, you can find me on my, I think my Twitter handle is T-A-T-A-Brody. Uh, so T and then Abrody. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll have that in the show notes too. And uh, yeah, this has been great. Thanks so much, Tiger. And we'll see everybody in the future. Goodbye. <laughs>